Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marriage Rescue Institute podcast. I'm your host, Mark Riley. So glad you took the time to stop by and join us. Now, let's jump into the episode. Hey, everybody, it is Mark Riley. I am glad you stopped by for another episode of the Marriage Rescue Institute podcast. I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you guys are listening and and giving good feedback and just enjoying kind of what you're you're hearing and really picking up those little nuggets that you can kind of kind of marinate on and and start applying to your relationship. I just love it. I, I love I love helping people have those those breakthrough those kind of aha moments. So I figured it's uh, actually Thursday when I'm recording this. And I figured I would do a tip Thursday. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every relationship has issues. It's true. Every relationship has issues. Now, those could be big issues. Or they can be kind of little things. But regardless... Every relationship has issues. And the thing that I have, I've heard from, from people that I've worked with is, oh, you don't know him. He does this, 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 and, or she does this. She's constantly nagging and does this, this, this. And I'm here to tell you, you can either work on the issues in the relationship that you're in or you can face them in the next one. You can either dig in and really try to, to see, well, where this is coming from? What's the root? Gosh, what, what is, what is that lens that is coming between my, my spouse and I, that is causing me to see them a different way. And honestly, some people won't do that, or it's easier to blame the other person for all the issues. But you're going to face those in your next relationship. Because if you don't do the work on yourself, because let's face it, that's that's the only thing that we can control is working on ourself. If you don't work on yourself, you will literally take those issues into the next relationship. And I don't want that for you. And you shouldn't want that for you. The other thing I would say, so here's another tip, is don't agree to anything that you don't agree to. Now, I'm sure some of you might be kind of laughing. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But think about it. You don't want to be down the road in, say, seven years and have your spouse say to you, well, I, don't, I don't agree with this, but I went along with it you know, way back then because I thought that that is what you wanted. Do you know what a horrible feeling that would be to just, oh, I went along with it, but I don't, I don't agree with it. So don't agree to anything you don't agree to. If that means you need to have a conversation and kind of weigh things out and really process it together, then do that. But also don't be afraid to speak up and say, hey, I, I'm, re- I'm really not on board with this. I either I need more information or I need time or whatever it is. But don't just agree to anything you don't agree to. 
Because what can also happen too is you can get caught in the the old ammunition trap. And basically what that is, is when you're bringing up all the old stuff from the past. Now, maybe it's stuff that you've already dealt with, but if, if something hits that nerve and you just react, either in, in what you say or your actions, I'm willing to guess that that probably wasn't totally resolved. And maybe you just kind of said whatever, or, or by being agreeable, you just did it to get out of the, the conflict, the heat of that moment. So don't, don't use old ammunition. If something has happened, obviously, you know, you, you learn from it, you move on. There's always going to be a struggle in a battle. And my encouragement to you is to be present in the here and now. And if something hasn't been dealt with from the past, you need to, to figure that out. You need to seal that, that floodgate so it doesn't wash in and take out everything that you guys have been building. The other thing, and I think this is really for guys, another tip here is most men, I'll, I'll phrase it that way, even though I would argue that all men are, but most men were kind of the fixers. And wives, maybe there's a time where you have gone to your husband with something, sharing and a problem that, that you're having or a situation you're in, and you start sharing, and instantly your husband starts rattling off, oh, yeah, but you need to do this, and then there's this, and you could do this. So, guys, I'm going to give you a great piece of advice. Be quiet. Now, that doesn't mean be quiet forever, but be quiet in that moment because there are a lot of women that the problem is that she hasn't fully formulated what that problem is. Kind of her verbalizing it to you is kind of her, you know, working through it. So just sit and listen, be attentive, put your phone down, but be in that moment and, and look for the emotions that, that are coming up. You know, maybe it's sadness, maybe it's frustration, you know, maybe it's, it's just confusion. Maybe it's betrayal. It could be anything, but just sit and listen. You can also ask at the, the very beginning, and she's like, Hey, we need to talk. Do you need a listening ear or are you looking for a solution? But honestly, I would just say to sit and listen. And sit on your hands if, if you need to. Okay. Now the next thing, and, and I found this very interesting in reading a bunch of books and listening to a, a bunch of, you know, different couples at, at marriage conferences and stuff who, you know, have been married for a long, long time. There is four basic habits that a healthy couple learn to do regularly with each other. And I, th I thought these were pretty cool. So see if you're practicing, practicing these habits in your most important relationship, and that's with your spouse. So, and if, if you're not driving, you can write these down or 
you can always kind of jump in. Minute number 745. So the first one, the happiest and healthy couples show gratitude to each other daily. They say thank you for the little things and they don't pass up a moment to point out something positive to their partner. Okay, here's the second one. The happiest and healthy couples stay in the moment with their spouse. And I know I just touched on that a little bit for the guys, but they put their phones down. They pay attention to the little details and they know how to put their partners first. They don't let the, you know, the distractions of life take away from the most important moments that you have together as a couple. Because let's face it, in, in some of the hardest moments in relationships, that's really where the relationship can be solidified and strengthened. Okay, number three, happy couples accomplish goals together. Now, this could be, you know, meaningful projects or activities that you guys could do together, but they're in, intentionally putting each other in the opportunity to grow together as their first priority. So maybe you don't like crafting, guys, but your wife does. Maybe you go to one of those painting classes. She's excited. You're, you're there. You're kind of enjoying it too, but find something you can do together. Finding a hobby that you guys can do together is awesome or a project. I know when, when Taryn and I got married, one of the things in the, one of the back rooms of our garage, there was kind of bins everywhere. And we just set aside a day to work on it. I built some shelves while she was going through some of the stuff in the bins. And when it was done, it felt good to do that together. Talking and joking and just having a good time doing it together. It also made it a lot easier because we did it together. So look for those opportunities. And the last one, the happiest couples place serving their partner and others above themselves. Now, they don't keep score about who does more or, oh, you're not really pulling your weight, but they seek out opportunities each day to serve their partner in unique and distinct ways. So just remember in those four kind of little things, if you want to have a healthy and happy marriage, it's a skill that you have to build. It's not something that happens overnight. And it's, it's not something that, oh, I just, I really hope I feel, I feel that someday. You have to work at it. Because let's face it, when we started all of our relationships, you know, whether it was dating, engagement, and then being married, it starts off, hopefully, with unconditional love. The problem happens when that unconditional turns into transactional. And by transactional, I mean kind of the, the tit for tat back and forth. 
And when that happens, that is severely detrimental to the relationship. So look for opportunities to show that unconditional love, to get back to that unconditional love. And I'm happy to help you with kind of a, a path for that, a plan for that. But just remember, you starts off as unconditional love. Oh, everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Oh, it's so cute. We do everything together. But then somewhere it turns transactional. And when that happens, you really need to hit the brakes and address it and, and talk about it. Because if not, and you keep going through, that list will just keep growing. That bitterness will grow. And as we uh, shared in, in a couple podcasts ago, that contempt will grow. You know, it's not easy to talk about hard things with, with your spouse sometimes. And not because you don't want to talk to them, even though that could be something that maybe some of you struggle with. Sometimes you don't know how. Well, how do I bring up my feeling? How do I bring it up in a non-combative way? Because I guarantee if your wife came up to you and said, you know what? You're a jerk. That would probably put you on the defensive, would it not? So here's a little tip, and I'll leave you guys with this. When you're in a conversation, and this can be applied to a marriage, it can be applied to, to friendship, really anyone that you have that deep connection with, you can say this. When you do this, and then spell out what that is, I feel this, and this is how I would like it to be better. So, honey, when you are staring, uh, when you stare at your phone, when I'm talking to you, I feel insignificant. And how I would like it to be better is for us to have a more intimate and deeper communication. I'd like you to put your, your phone down while we're talking about this. So try that. And, and if it's, and obviously if your emotional meter starts kind of redlining, then take a break, but it's a way to say, this is what I'm feeling based on something that you did. And it's not attacking them, but when you do this, I feel this, and this is how I would like it to be better. Cause ultimately. I think we all want our relationships to be better. We all want to be able to be seen and heard in our marriages. So a couple little tips for this Thursday. I will be back with you tomorrow night. I thank you again for stopping by. And as always, if you need to get a hold of me, there's information coming your way. Steady on. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. You can also find more content at facebook.com forward slash Marriage Rescue Institute. You can join there. There will also be some uh, live teachings and trainings that will come. So if you have any questions or you need more information, go there.
Steady on.